what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the haven podcast it's your girl paris and i'm excited to bring you guys another episode Um, i'm excited to get back on a regular uploading schedule after a few weeks of traveling and just be able to share with you guys more conscious content Um, for those of you who are new around here the aim of the haven podcast is to share conscious conversation with those in front and behind the limelight um, and to really just put meditation, mindfulness, spirituality, all of that on the map a little more um, and, and right center where it should be. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm excited to bring you guys another episode. Um, if you're new around here and you're not subscribed, please, we'd love you to subscribe um, and also leave a comment if anything in any of these episodes inspires you. If you have a question, you can shoot us a DM um, over on Instagram. It's at underscore the podcast or my personal IG, Paris Henriksen, where you can also send a question or a comment or anything to do with the podcast. If you want a special guest to be interviewed, something like that. Um, and we're available on every streaming platform as well as iHeartRadio. So pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, we'd love you guys to stick around. And if you are returning, thank you again for coming back each week and listening to our beautiful episodes that we have uh, with our beautiful, diverse guests. So with that being said, uh, today's guest is one of LA's hottest up-and-coming rock stars. He considers it blurring the lines between rock and roll and mindfulness, which I think that's a total vibe. Um, he's a lifetime lover of music and a lifetime musician. He's an entrepreneur, actor, model, and facilitator of mastermind retreats. We talk all things creativity, what the writing process is like, writing music. We talk about mindfulness, meditation, his tips on meditation and morning routine and and why it's so important. Uh, We talk about his move from the East Coast to the West Coast, Florida to LA, Um, And we also talk about what he's got coming up, what's exciting for him, the latest reality show that he was a part of, Sailing Cerebral. And yeah, honestly, it's just a really great episode. So I'm excited to share it with you guys and I'm excited for you guys to get to know a little bit more about Owen. So without further ado, please welcome to the Haven Podcast, the one and only Owen Rivers. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Haven podcast. We have today's guest on the line, Owen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being joined. (laughs) Um, I guess let's just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and yeah, then we'll kind of take it from there. Sure. My name is Owen Rivers, and I am from a very small town in Florida called Jupiter, Jupiter, Florida. And at an early age, I was deeply impacted by music and felt called to do my best to establish myself as a rock star. So playing in bands through high school and into college, I was well on the path and had some ups and downs and different levels of success with that. And also was in and out of entrepreneurship and digital marketing as a supporting form of income generation to help me more freely and independently pursue that passion. And I uh, am now in Los Angeles after having gotten kicked out of the last band I was in for choosing to go on a sailboat for three months as a part of a reality docu-series. Um, mm-hmm. And so after having that pretty substantial life-changing and life-direction-altering event, I, uh, I chose to keep my word with myself that I would move to this city um, because I'd always wanted to and always kind of felt called to, I guess. And so here I am living in Los Angeles with the moderate level of acting and modeling experience that I've dabbled with the past couple of years and recommitting myself to the path of musicianship and talking to a wonderful, talented, creative Australian superpower of a woman. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, So 
tell it like take us back because you mentioned quite a few things in there is there a an experience you remember or some kind of you know event in your childhood where you fell in love with music was it like one experience or was it just like over time there there's a few and um you know i think the present and the future kind of creates the past in a sense to where that these memories stick out more to me because of how important and relevant they are now but some of them are you know when in my early childhood my mom tells a story of me being super quiet when she was driving the car and I was sitting in the back seat you know in the car seat and you know she just checked the rearview mirror to see if I was still <laughs> awake and present and George Thorogood was playing. I was rocking out playing air guitar in the car seat. <laughs> and that's one of the earliest, you know, stories of, of me and my connection with music. But Green Day was really the reason I got into music when I was about 12 years old. I found them on a radio station. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment the universe just like melted into this just moment and this idea that there was somebody out there making this music. And that's what he did. And that was just, for whatever reason, just gripped me. And so I picked up guitar, you know, leaned more into music and started playing in bands. And then when I was 16, um, my grandmother passed on my birthday. She was a very important figure in my life. And before she did, I remember being in her, like the nursing home where she was being taken care of. I hadn't seen her in a few years. And I was playing guitar for her, just kind of fumbling through the few songs that I just started to learn and it just brought her to tears and that was a moment where I just had such a real experience with how powerful music can be and emotion conveying emotion and and Mm -hmm. that always stuck with me and she was a ballroom dancer and a very expressive creative person in her own right so I feel very connected to her through the arts and expression and creativity so it's kind of where it, where the path led me early on. And then the successes that I had with different bands that I played with kind of ignited the passion even more. Mm, I love that. I love that. So what is like, what are you working on right now within the music space and kind of what is, what does that look like for you right now? So in this exact moment, I have a few songs that are, at like 90 plus percent completion as far as production is concerned. Mm -hmm. And I am looking to release them in the most conscious and strategic and powerful way possible. And that is probably somehow connected to NFTs if I can Mm -hmm. learn and execute properly. And, um, And also need to shoot some music videos for these songs and create a little bit of a marketing strategy all of which I've, I've done before. So I feel I'm pretty adept and able to actually do the things, but it's been amazing because so much of the journey and stepping into my own artistship and musicianship and establishing myself as a singer, when I've always been the guitar player in rock bands has been such an emotional journey in and of itself that that has been most of the challenge is just moving forward into this new identity almost as a singer and a frontman, and that's where most of the work I feel like has, has been done more so than like, you know, planning the shoots or the releases or writing the songs. Cause right. I kind of already have all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what is like your, what is your writing process? What is your creative process like? Cause I think like a lot of people out there, they kind of, you know, if they're like, you know, at the beginning, middle end, they kind of get to a point where, you know, it may not be as creative or they're trying to like figure out a process. So what is your process in terms of like creating and you know, writing and making music? It's a good question. Um, there's, there's a few ways I go about it. A lot of times there's, when I'm sitting down to record, it's very linear and a little more logical where, okay, and I either have this idea or this riff I've been playing and I record that and then they do bass and drums and do that and then I move to the next part and there's this progression to it um whereas in a moment of inspiration or creativity when I'm just driving or just fumbling through you know playing my guitar was making random noises in the car um just something can come to me and then just 
working that out and playing with it and following this idea or this feeling or trying to communicate this message or turn this emotion that I've got inside of me into words is like this repetitive process that you just kind of keep singing over again. And sometimes it's just a line. Sometimes it's a riff or a song that, you know, I've been playing or this riff idea I've had for a long time. Um, so there's kind of this like whirlwind of just ideas around me at different levels of manifestation, whether it's like, uh, you know, the lyrics and lyrics I have just stored away in my notes or demo ideas I have on my computer or song ideas I have in my head or riffs I've been playing for years or a notebook full of song lyrics. And so when I'm sitting down to actually put something together, it's kind of just a matter of picking whatever fruits are around me and putting them and turning them into something delicious. It sounds like a, sounds like an awesome process. Um, <laughs> what it, like, what would be like a, you know, a piece of advice or what would you say to like people that are coming up through the ranks and kind of starting out on their music career journey? Um, I, if I had to give it, since you asked, um, <laughs> I asked, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so I'll, I'll put in the context of things I've been struggling with and advice I would give to myself too. Cause yeah. I, uh, I, I'm 28 years old at this point and you know, I've, I've got two degrees. I was flirting with, you know, getting this investment banker job or this financial advisor job and been in and out of different jobs and money and trying to pay the bills. And it's been a really delicate balance of, art and creativity and also building a life. And so right. I've gone through this process of trying to lean as much and make as much um, music as I can. And that's felt like the most enriching thing that I can do. And honestly, one of the most motivating and meaningful things that has given substance to my life especially in the past couple of years where i've hit some really low points and it was something that really powerfully was able to like move me forward and keep me going and so i think just being in touch with something that's so meaningful to you that keeps you moving forward and gives you hope and something to look forward to and something to work on and continue to move forward into even when tragedy or most difficult parts of life can happen, I think that's that's the key, regardless of it, whether it's some creative endeavor or, you know, um, you know, whether it's music or art or business or whatever it is. Yeah. Hmm. That is that's that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it sounded great. Like it's, I think everybody, you know, it's it's simple enough, but I think people kind of a lot of people overthink everything, right? And they kind of just, you know, try and do 64 different things and overthink a lot of it. Um, but yeah. So I get, we talked about a lot of things, but tell us about, um, tell us about the reality show. What, what is that experience like? I mean, I personally know a little bit about it, um, but tell the listeners what it's about and where they can find it. And yeah. That was incredible. It, was I was so lucky and it was such a random thing and I, I get a bunch of these submissions for just whatever projects come up and it was pitched as sailboat reality TV for three months and it was in the middle of COVID. So I just went for it, sent in the videos and sure enough, I got picked and I show up and I'm put up in this nice hotel. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, and then I walk outside of that on the first day to shoot and then i see the boat and it all just kind of sunk in that holy smokes i'm gonna be spending three months on this boat with people i've never met before and so that was the premise of the project was right people who had never sailed before never you know didn't have much boating experience coming together learning how to sail and overcome the challenges of the sea to to sail uh the ocean. And so I spent three months on that boat with three people who hadn't met, who eventually became my best friends and fa basically family and had this experience. I'd never forget sailing some of the most beautiful waters in the Bahamas and the around the Florida and snorkeling and learning to spearfish and 
living off the water and um, seeing all these little hidden islands and gems and just some of the most beautiful parts of living on earth and snorkeling the most beautiful reefs. And I happen to do it with my laptop and my interface and a guitar and you know, some recording equipment. So it was also a place where I could, I was isolated in a sense and could get back in touch with music and, and creativity and, and establish a flow and a routine of just creating and being undistracted by all the pulls and demands of the world. And that alone was like one of the biggest gifts and something that I still crave and, and miss this day is like the gift of being disconnected and unattached and not having pulls from the outside world. That's always trying to get something from you or access something you've got. Right. Yeah. So where can people find it and what was your biggest takeaway from it? Sure. So that's on YouTube. It's called Sailing Cerebral. Uh, it's put together by a neuroradiologist, hence the cerebral part of it, Sailing Cerebral. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's also TikTok's blowing up. So there's a lot of cool videos on TikTok that are kind of more behind the scenes, the Instagram. Cool. And my biggest take episode seven just dropped. And so there's, it's like an eight, I think it's going to be an eight episode series. But my biggest takeaway was I need a sailboat now. I, <laughs> I, I, I had always wanted a school bus and loved the idea of doing the van life and being able to travel and just be location independent and be able to live and go anywhere and create from anywhere and beat new people. And after having that experience on a boat, it's just a whole other level of that where it's like basically that, but you're in the ocean and you can go anywhere in the world. Like anywhere there's a coast, you can like leave from California and go to Japan or Hawaii. And it's, yeah. it's just amazing sense of freedom and, and peace and also adventure. I freaking <laughs> love it. That, that's such a, it sounds like such an awesome experience. I'm going to have to check out those episodes. I haven't had a chance yet, but I do want to check them out. It's obviously I've heard, heard about it. Um, but that sounds like a super cool experience. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What are you, what are you grateful for in your life right now? Grateful that I've got friends like you that interview me on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. It is nice. Um, I'm also grateful for this desk that I'm sitting at, the plant that I have, this nice studio that I have set up, my nice apartment, this incredible view that I'm looking at into downtown LA and Hollywood. And it's amazing. And I also haven't always had a place to call my own. And it's given and having been in that place, it gives me such a deeper sense of gratitude and appreciation for what I do have now. So those are just a few of the basics. You know, we could. The, I mean, the basics are the, in my opinion, the basics are the best, right? Right. The foundational elements. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, what are you basically, you know, talking about your transition from Florida to LA? What's been like the biggest, I, I guess, the biggest transition for you, and how, like, how has that been adjusting to LA life? Oh gosh, um, doing it in the middle of COVID has been probably the biggest transition just with the, the culture and the kind of collective view on how the pandemic should be handled and, and just it's mm-hmm. people's people's relationship with that and just life in general and the, the feelings around all that. It's been one of the biggest and most obvious um, changes, but uh, also just like the, the environment is, it's like, it's still beaches, but just having mountains in the distance and culture in general is so different and people's mindset and creativity and freedom mm-hmm. to express themselves out here is way more open. Um, so that's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I think there's, it's rich with inspiration and creativity, which is what I love about it. Yeah. It's definitely one of those unique cities that like as a handful of cities that are super unique and LA is definitely one of them. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So what is a, what does a typical day look like for you? What's your morning routine? Do you have any rituals, anything like that that kind of set you up for a really great day? 
I, the answer to your yes, no question is yes. And I would love to hear some of your answers to these questions as much as you feel is appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure some of your listeners are already aware, but mm -hmm. a normal day for me when I am practicing and disciplined in my execution of my morning routine is to wake up, drink some lemon and pink Himalayan sea salt water. First thing, shoot some of that, do some burpees, um, do a little haka breath, the breath of fire and, and mm -hmm. get the stimulate the blood flow and then meditate and read. And maybe drink a little bit of mushroom coffee. Shout nice. out to Four Sigmatic. And <laughs> we all love a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a pretty ideal, ideal morning. And if, uh, you know, maybe you get a workout in, but you know, that's, if I hit all those things, that's, that's it. Nice. And how does that kind of like when you do that versus when you don't do that, how do you notice the change in your day and how does that work? It's wonderful that you're asking me these things because I've been on an impressive streak of not doing it lately. Um, at least as, as much as I have, have been. So, right, right. uh, and I've definitely felt out of sorts as a result of not. And so today was a very good day in doing more of the things. But uh, I just feel more in control of my day, you know, and I feel like that's kind of the big takeaway and the reason to do things like this is because it gives you a sense of control and influence and power when you go throughout the rest of your day. When you have decided what you're going to do for the first part of the day and done it, and it's all things that make you feel good and put you in a good, positive, empowered state where you're feeling good about being a human, uh, that, that just carries through the rest of the day. And you, you just, I feel like you walk a little taller and feel, feel better about what you're doing and a little bit more at the cause of your day as opposed to the reaction of your day. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I definitely feel the same way when I actually, now that you said like you've kind of been on a streak of not really doing your morning routine, I've kind of been the same way. I was traveling for the last four weeks. Um, and I definitely noticed that when I travel to when I'm at home, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Completely different vibe. Where, where have you been? What have you been doing? How, how, how structured is this? How much of a conversation is this? Oh, we can, we can talk about, chop it up about whatever, but, um, I've been, where have I been? I was in Nashville for a little bit. Um, and then I was in Ohio working with a good friend of mine who has a anti-human trafficking organization. Um, so I was down there doing a lot of work with her and organizing a fundraising event. And then I was, where else was I? Somewhere else. Um, yeah. So is it true that there's like people who like just go, I heard this. So first off, I think that that is some of the most just badass work to be doing and selfless and it's good. Just like there's some of the most fucked up. Sh I don't know if I can cuss, but that's some of the most, if there was a time to cuss, that's some of the most fucked up shit you could do on, on planet earth. Right. And so the fact that there are people like yourselves work and your friend working on doing what they can to stop that, I think it's fantastic. But I, I heard that there was like, this group of people or like Marines or SEALs or ex-warriors who, who are just like the people on the front lines who are literally just like on their own, just like bust into these places and trying to hunt down and track down these bad guys and rescue yeah. humans from being trafficked. Yeah, that there's definitely, there's a lot of organizations. There's, um, so my friend's organization, it's a kind of like an after housing situation for women that have already been trafficked and they're kind of like trying to get their life back on track. Um, but there is definitely like a bunch of different organizations. Um, Operation Underground Railroad is one of them where, yeah, they go in and do rescue missions kind of all through Haiti and the Bahamas and areas like that um, on quite a regular basis. That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely, it's confronting work, but um, it's, you know, it's very rewarding. And right now we're excited to kind of, raise what we can to be able to give these women, um, I guess, a second shot at life, essentially. If you have a plug or know anybody that, uh, you know, needs an extra guy to go in and bust some bad guys, just 
throw my throw my name on the roster. I'm down. Throw your name? Okay. Yeah, I'm down to go kick some ass. All right. Sounds good. You can be a superhero. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Dream come true. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Um, cool. So we have like a, quite a few questions here, actually. But um, what do you believe the key ingredient or the key ingredients are to living a meaningful life? A fantastic question, Paris. Uh, um, I think asking yourself that question is one of the key ingredients. I love that. <laughs> you know, yeah. if like, because you know, what what is it? You knock, knock, and the door will be opened. You know, seek and you yep. shall find. Yep. So if you knock and you ask and you seek for meaning, then I think that's a pretty good place to start. Mm-hmm. I love how different everyone answers that question. Like my, it's like the one question I ask and I have like so many different answers every time. It's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think there are hints and truths and, and whispers of where that can be found in, you know, ancient religious texts or stories that we all grew up listening to, whether mm -hmm. it's like, you know, Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the even the um, what is it, the Bhagavad Gita, and mm -hmm. a lot of these have like wisdom that is deep and and also like can be very accessible in in like whether it's mythological stories of like King Arthur and even Pinocchio and some of these like or Hercules, you know, some of these like ancient stories uh, that have been passed down. I feel like carry a lot of simple wisdom but also whispers and hints as to where to find meaning whether it's through self-sacrifice for others or uh, giving back to your community or helping those um, in need things like that you know i think those are pretty quick shortcuts to really finding a lot of meaning is like is serving and service to others mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't agree more i love that so how has, I mean, we talked a little bit about meditation um, and obviously that is part of a lot of people's spiritual path and spiritual journey. Um, have you always been into that kind of stuff or was there a transition period in your life where you dive deeper into spirituality um, or was there an experience that happened? Um, I was, I was raised pretty like Presbyterian and did like very kind of churchy with like mission mm -hmm. trips and the youth groups growing up and Okay. Uh, I did have like not like like fairly substantial spiritual experiences, I would say, that hinted at a curiosity or tendency or a cure, uh, towards the mystical or the spiritual. And so once I started to branch out, I discovered a lot of different ways of accessing the spiritual, if you will. And um, one of those shortcuts and, and powerful access points has been through the use of psychedelic drugs, particularly, and antheogens, I think, is actually a, a re-coin of the term drug for these substances. Right. That is, so, but uh, psilocybin mushrooms, magic mushrooms in particular, have been, in my life, some of the most powerful and significant and I think healthy tools to induce a spiritual experience that has left a lasting impact. Mm. And meditation has been the grounding point in accessing from the physical day-to-day -day realm, whatever it is that we're getting in touch with in a spiritual experience. Hmm. Is so, there, go ahead. You go, you go. No, I'm just going to say, is there a certain type of meditation that you practice? Uh, typically just a mindfulness. Um, I've never, I had, leaned into transcendental meditation and with a mantra and, but never really went through the whole thing. Um, but just a mindfulness meditation and, and um, like heart centered breathing, like holding my hand on my chest, being grateful. Um, 
and visualizing like what I'm what I'm proud of and what I'd like to accomplish is is like some of the more basic and routine ones that I do. But I've had some pretty profound experiences with guided meditations and energy healings and uh, mm-hmm. even in yoga, uh, and some vinyasa experiences have been pretty freaking powerful. Nice, nice. What would you say to someone who um, has never tried meditation before or never tried any of these things for that matter um, and is kind of looking to like start out, whether that be yoga, meditation, like what advice would you give them? Um, I mean, I think most people's, a lot of people, a lot of the big objection to meditating is uh, I can't sit for 10 minutes or whatever, like how am I, I've got ADD or I, yeah, how am I supposed to, I couldn't imagine, I can't stop thinking, you know, and stopping thinking isn't necessarily the point and you do have the tools and resources. So you technically can sit for 10 minutes and just focus on your breath. And that's, and the whole practice is to come back to your breath. So I get distracted probably just about every time that I sit down and do it. And, but just sitting down to do it is in of itself the practice and doing the practice has surprising benefits that show up everywhere else. And it's one of those keystone habits that if you do this one thing, just everything else seems to be better. And so it's, that's what it's been for me. Like, like working out the same way that if I just go to the gym, like I find myself eating better and sleeping better and you know, just showing up at work better and being more productive and help, like it affects everything. It's just like one of those things that if you just meditate, it, it just colors the rest of your life in a more mindful, healthful flow state of, of peace. And that's, that's what I found. Um, and also doing it in a way that's accessible and fun and rewarding. I, I like the Headspace app is what I've been using lately. Uh, and that's been something that it's just easy and fun and can I can get into a good routine with, so. Nice, yeah. That's why what I say to people these days is so many different resources, like especially so many more than, you know, there was 10, 12 years ago. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, and meditation can, like you said, it can look, diff- like, can look different for anybody. You know, it doesn't have to be sitting down for 10 minutes and, you know, crossing your legs and whatever. It can be walking on the beach. Yeah. And and I think that's the biggest practice of it is just being in the present and focusing on either or and not even focusing on but just allowing yourself to come back to this moment right now. Mm-hmm. And having that space because we're so constantly pulled into either what's going to happen in the future or or so concerned with what has happened in the past and navigating and trying to balance or pose our will into some direction that we're headed into. And, you know, we're talking about where we've come from, that uh, there's not a lot of space to just be in the now. Yeah. And yeah. creating that is powerful. I agreed. I agreed a hundred percent. Do you have a favorite place that you like to travel to or, some place that you go where it helps you like stay energized and balanced. In Florida, it was the beach. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in Tampa, it was this spring. Out here, one of the most energizing things I've done has been go to Sequoia National Park and camp a night out there, and just getting out of like loud and colorful and bright LA world, and just being able to go into <laughs> mountains and be in the peace and quiet for a little bit it's just mm-hmm. so healing but i also i also do sensory deprivation tanks every once in a while and those really help too just being dark and quiet and stillness and just floating for two hours and just sinking into nothingness is a very rewarding practice um, but i think nature is probably the most grounding experience and uh something about the quiet too and just isolation that that kind of does it for me too where I can really just like listen and lose connection to the world or or at least society you know and maybe re-access connection to the more real world which is the eternal 
environment and planet and earth that we find ourselves on. Right. Hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think that nature is, yeah, definitely one of the best places to go, for sure. So you talked, we talked a little bit about music and some different aspects of what you do. Um, if I was to ask you, what is your mission on this planet? How would you answer that? It's a great question. Um, I've recently revisited that question and okay. the answer that I have come up with is that it's to bring people together in an inspiring and enlightening and empowering experience. Hmm. That's powerful. Right. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's also, it, it has been to, to be in as a, a beautiful state as awesome as often as I can and to, but a lot of it is connected to working towards improving the quality of other people's lives and through experiences, whether it's through the retreats that I've hosted or through performing music or events and just bringing people together. Um, that's really where I feel like I thrive and my skill set is and where I'm particularly gifted and where I feel most alive. So nice, nice. So what are, you mentioned retreats. What are these retreats that you do? Yes. Um, I just, <laughs> in having that gift, um, I just felt the inspiration one day. It was my birthday was coming up and I heard the word in this vlog, this uh, webinar I was watching and mm -hmm. the phrase masterminds retreats popped up out of this two hour webinar I was watching. And that was like the one shiny gold nugget I plucked from this thing. I was like, Oh, that seems like a pretty good idea. I knew a lot of musicians, a lot of entrepreneurs, coaches, fitness, nutrition people, models, photographers, and decided to just invite all these people who are my friends to come to some dope Airbnb on the beach in New Smyrna to, for an experience where they could share their thing, teach everyone, show everyone what they've been working on, whether it was in the form of a presentation, a guided meditation, a yoga flow, um, cooking, or we recorded a live podcast, the photography, um, <laughs> And so we just brought all these people together in, in under one roof and it was an incredibly a powerful experience for everybody and everyone collectively had such a good time and also individually left feeling so empowered and later reported back how that experience there later helped them do this thing that was able to move their career forward in this way and people you know new friends and connections and networks and collaborations later on and it was all for people that I really looked up to, and that was the whole thing was just to create a space where the people that I respected and looked up to most could come and do their thing and have a good time. And so doing that and having had that experience where I was able to give to people that I had given, had given so much to me, yeah. I was just, it was just unbelievably powerful at, at such a new level. So that was, that was the first one. And then I continued to do, I've done four now. We just had the last one in, in Tulum in April and um, nice. 24 people out there. So cool. it's just been a fun, rewarding project. Nice, nice, nice. Is it something that, you know, you've done a few now, is it something that you can see yourself doing in the future? Or It is. And it's been, I've been kind of like feeling around in what feels like the dark as since I've moved out to LA trying to figure out what the next move is to be able to put together the next one, um, mm -hmm. with this new culture I'm in this, you know, new friends, new connections and, uh, and also how to bridge the gaps between the old circle that I left in Florida and this new circle of circles that I've found myself in and I'm creating out here. And, um, so just, feeling into the best time and place and space to put together and bring people from both together is, is the current space that I'm in with that. Nice. Do you have an ideal location of where you would like to host the next one? I've got a couple. Um, and I mean, there's at this point I've been scouring Airbnb for all of the 
coolest Airbnbs all over the world. <laughs> so I've got a pretty long list of some dope spots. Yeah. Um, there's one in Utah that's like Southern Utah, like it's in like the desert. It's like this old saloon. That's really cool. I've got some in Tennessee, like in the mountains on a lake. Um, really like being near the water. Been thinking about doing one that's more ski snowboard, um, oriented for the winter. So Sounds the fun. next, the next moonshot with this thing would be to put one together. That's got a few musicians playing, um, and just performance and there's ski rentals and, you know, snowboard lift tickets for the weekend and, yeah. and, um, and just having, you know, 20, 30 people out for that at some freaking mansion, you know? So that's, that's the, the one that, would be freaking great if uh, if it came together in the next four or five months or so. Sounds like an amazing time. You down? You trying to come and, and do a thing? I'm down. I'm down. Heck yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a plan. Sounds like a vibe. It is a vibe. Anywhere where there's uh, snowboarding in the winter, I'm down. No snowboarding in the summer though. I mean, it depends where I am because the world is on different time zones and different weather elements <laughs> like when so it's summer here it's winter in australia so it's like right on mm-hmm. is there is there snowboarding in the summer in australia or in the winter in the and winter the, yeah in the, yeah there's, wow, there's mountains and stuff there's a bunch of mountains in sydney and well like not in sydney but south of sydney cool pretty beautiful pretty beautiful um, well, that's cool. That's awesome. Sounds like you have a nice little kind of idea of where you want the next steps to go with that. Yeah. Cool. Um, huh? I was going to say, there's no shortage of ideas at this point. It's just a matter of, you know, which, where to, where to focus the energy and, and attention to, to bring them into the world. Nice, nice, nice. That's dope. Um, do you have a quote or a mantra or any kind of thing that you live by along those lines? Uh, there is a, there is actually, it's a great question. Um, and I haven't thought about it, but there is something that I do remind myself when things are just difficult. And that is, you know, it's like all hell could be breaking loose. Things are just falling apart. And, um, you know, in those moments, I just think to myself, well, at least I'm a badass. Or, well, good thing I'm a badass, you know, and I could freaking handle this with, you know, and get make it through this. And so that's kind of like the the cornerstone reminder is like, when things are difficult. It's a, it's a good thing, good thing I'm a badass because, you know, otherwise this would suck. But being the badass that I am, this all it's all gonna be fine. It'll work out. Awesome, I love it. I love the mindset. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, How about yourself? Oh gosh, um, there's so many. I think I don't know. I, it's so hard to pick one. Um, yeah, I don't really have a, a set one to be honest. I'm kind of like in the belief of the like quotes and things like that, unless they're my own, are created by other people. So I just prefer to kind of you know create my own and live by that rather than live by someone else's. And and how many you've been asking this question for how long now, and you don't have one prepared? No, I don't. I ask this question pretty much every week. <laughs> <laughs> so you should you should have the best answer out of everybody. If you've got the best and brightest minds you've been asking this to, you get to create it from the you get to stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Create your own. Yeah, I think it just honestly depends like what mood I'm in. You know, like today kind of I'm in like a fashion vibey mood. So I'd probably say like, you know, like a quote from Chanel or something like that. Um, what's the no, what's the Chanel quote? Um, a girl can be two things, classy and fabulous. <laughs> That's probably what I would say today. Cause I'm like feeling that, um, energy and about to head to Vegas for, you know, a interview and that whole thing. So nice, a nice vibe. Um, do you have a, like a, is there a TV show, a book or any kind of movie that you watched growing up or recently that inspired you in any way? Fight Club was big. Fight Club was big for me. Okay. Uh, I saw that in high school, and it's just like it's it's what it says about masculinity in the modern age and 
consumerism just really resonated with me and posed a lot of questions um, in my adolescent development, if you will. And you know, I've read uh, uh, Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich was yeah. is like his most famous, but the one that really impacted me uh, was Outwitting the Devil. It's another one of his. Hmm. Um, it's like, what else? Um, I mean, there's there's a few, like a lot of... Uh, a lot of just just books have just been such a powerful access to just knowledge and information and the mindsets of some of the most powerful and influential people in the world. And that's been such a gift for me is like establishing the practice of reading. It was really encouraged by a early mentor of mine that opened my eyes into the gifts of entrepreneurship and lifestyle design. So, um, four-hour work week was big for me, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Um, and then movie, like Lord of the Rings is huge. So it's a big fan. I just saw Dune too. That was actually pretty good. Okay. What was your, what's your take on it? I haven't seen it yet. So I'm curious. It's, it's, it was unexpectedly had these like psychedelic undertones where like mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, the, main character the hero has these gifts and then there's this really valuable mineral that they're mining called spice on this planet and it it causes psychedelic hallucinations and he's particularly prone to them so these like hallucinations that he would that he had uh was pretty significant and and i don't know that i fully have come to terms with what that movie has meant to me but i like i left thinking like oh that was a pretty good movie and then I like walked out to the parking lot and I just like broke down into tears unexpectedly. And I was like, holy shit, there's a lot here that I just don't even know. But it, it just like mm-hmm. how, I don't know if it was like how I connected with the character or the, the story, but um, that one got me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I definitely, yeah, that's cool. I want to I go see it now. Like, I'm so curious to like how, it, you know, it obviously had a huge impact. So I'm, I'm super curious. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, aside from your own, do you have a favorite song that inspires you? Mm. Um, one that comes to there's this there's this there's a, there's a few like I've got depending on like the mood. Um, mm-hmm. Inspires maybe I've been listening to this band that's. Um, called capstan and they're this like post hardcore kind of like progressive metal but very punk but it's also very approachable and like not super aggressive or screamy or standoffish which a lot of metal can be and they're just so technical and so talented and write such good songs that the musicianship and the talent and the skill level has been inspiring for me to just like study their music um but also, you know, there's this rap song by Polo G called Through the Storm. And he, like the lyrics in it are like about his grandmother and family and stuff. And, and um, this, his story and just like how it has related to my story has been like, you know, synchronistic and, and um, you know, it gets me pretty emotional every time I listen to it. So um, kind of depends on what what kind of inspiration we're talking about but definitely depends on the mood yeah nice 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 i like it i like that um do you have any any tips for like young entrepreneurs that are just they're kind of starting out they're in the phase of like trying to figure out what their passions are what they want to pursue um what would be like your biggest tip or your biggest advice the if you're trying to figure out and and you're spending, you know, you could spend years trying to figure it out and not do anything. The biggest advice for someone trying to figure out is just to do something and anything and to just like do and get into do mode because that's where that, I mean, that's where I found most of the rewards and success is just like getting out of my head and just like taking action because you learn so fast that way that you would know way more 
than you would. And you actually learn like where you're trying to go faster than if you just try and like sit and think and figure out what the next 10 steps are. If you actually just start walking, you'll kind of like learn what path you're trying to carve out for yourself is. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a question that I learned from Tim Ferriss that has been helpful in trying to think about what I'm trying to do and my life goals when I, whenever I'm in that space are, um, if I could accomplish my 10 year plan in the next six months, what would that look like? Yeah. And it just like squeezes, like, it's not about actually being able to practically do that, but it squeezes in and like puts a magnifying lens on very specific action things and like things kind of light up and become real about like, okay, you'd be doing this, 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 and your brain will spit spit out answers. So that's been a powerful one. And um, there was another one that um, is escaping me now that must not have been that important. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it's, it's all people is such a huge part of it. So just being focusing on people skills and finding ways to serve people and know who you're trying to serve and know what people you want to be surrounded with and how you want to be contributing to them is, is a big part of the game. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and then I would also throw in the caveat that I would f- try and find something greater than money to be working for because mm-hmm. money has been like, there's no shortage of business opportunities to make money in. But to get through the difficult times that happen as an entrepreneur, anyone who's in some creative endeavor, uh, you need something more than just numbers in a bank account or, you know, a nicer car to to pull you through the difficult times that you need to get through and able to to keep going. And it and it is a never ending game. So, you like, I think that's been a big realization and something I'm still learning is that there's no there is no mountaintop, you know, like there may be beautiful views and peak moments on the way on the climb, but just falling in love with climbing is, is the, the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that a lot of people, you know, they get so focused on the dollar and the value and they don't, they kind of bypass a lot of the other elements. Um, so I, I think that's really great advice. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, What's your take on the term like leaving a legacy? Do you believe in the term leaving a legacy? Uh, I do. That mentor that I mentioned previously was big on on legacy and mm-hmm. and leaving, you know, building something that would last longer than you, and yeah. also measuring success by um, the impact that you've had, the positive impact that you've had on people and how many people and who and and at what level. Um, And so, yes, you know, I think it's important and I think it is a very motivating ideal to strive for. And I've reached a point in my spirituality and beliefs that very pragmatic and practical and like results in the now oriented. So if a belief system or set of values can produce a desired result or an outcome that they serve the purpose. And so if the idea of leaving a legacy um, is motivating for you to achieve and accomplish and get out and do and give and contribute to the world, then fuck yeah, like leave as big a damn legacy as you possibly can and let that drive you as far and as hard as it, it can. And for me lately, honestly, like a lot of that has been connected to, um, I've been inspired by family, the idea of, a, of building family, which has been a big shift in, in me. And you know, I've reconnected with my family really well and have been considering how to set myself up for eventually getting, moving into that phase of life. Right. And uh, it's been just a thing that, is like, you know, off in the distance, but also has a little bit of pull to move forward and do more and give more and create more. So, mm, nice. Yeah. Mm, cool. Um, 
Well, I think you're already doing some of these elements, but what would you do for the rest of your life if money was no object? Definitely buy a sailboat. Okay. <laughs> Sail. <laughs> Where's the pl- first place you would go? Actually, it, it probably wouldn't be a sailboat. I was going to say yacht, but I think sailing is a really fun art. So I, I'd be mm-hmm. a sailboat. I would go, I would, I would fly to, first off, I'd, I'd probably record... I know I'd get the sailboat. I would put a dope recording studio on it. Um, and I probably want to sail my way over from Florida to LA through the Panama canal and all that and nice. park it at Marina del Rey, right outside your right apartment. Inside my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and then re- record another podcast after that trip. Yep. <laughs> and uh i just like work on music along the way get get an album together and then come over here and maybe shoot some incredible videos and and i got a lot of big production ideas that i'd love to see come to fruition that have definitely a tall price tag on them so that would help yeah and um and i'd probably like to start a school or something you know hmm. a school for what uh, probably like a uh, a guy a, a a boys after like extracurricular school, you know, okay. with like kind of like maybe Boy Scout influenced, but also like martial arts and just kind of like I don't know, just like boy stuff and like maybe like mechanical things that I know nothing about or like carpentry. I don't know, like traditional like. Or maybe like farming, you know, I think that'd be really cool. Just like, and like, and also teach like freaking, you know, real estate or like how to buy houses or how do you work on your credit or how to manage money or like how to pay your taxes or like the really practical shit that they never taught us in school. Like how to buy a car, how to look at a loan and, and interest rates and how to get loans from the bank and all that kind of stuff and maybe entrepreneurship. So thing you know just the things that you actually do and need to know how to do and that if you did know how to do you'd be way better at life right right yeah i feel like in school they just taught us very minimal very minimal things (laughs) you know i personally don't know how reading romeo and juliet four times has i mean it's definitely impacted my life but i probably could have learned other things too yeah like i know i remember that caterpillars eat milk thistle or milkweed because it's poisonous to birds so the birds don't eat the caterpillars wow that's a great fact to know but i think i probably probably would have been more useful if i learned like what dollar cost averaging was at that age instead of you know if i started putting putting 50 cents you know away at that age and watched it grow and when i was in middle school i'd be like whoa oh my gosh now i can buy my own bicycle yep yeah, no, I. Yeah, pretty I cool agree. lesson to learn at that age. Yeah, no, I feel like we could have learned a lot more, <laughs> a lot more things in school than we actually did. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. So, so universe, whenever that you know. Yeah. <laughs> an indefinite amount of money wants to show up in my bank account. We'll make the school happen. School. Yes, sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Um, this is the last question, but not quite the end of the episode yet. But, um, if you could sit down with anyone past on or alive and gain insight and inspiration from them, who would it be and why? For one conversation? Uh, multiple, I mean, multiple if you want. Definitely. (laughs) Like they can, they can just be available for me forever. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Pro- hmm. So there's a couple. Maybe maybe Marcus Aurelius, if we were going to go from like ancient times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jesus is a is a obvious available one. I think personal life, like Tony Robbins, that dude seems to know what's going on people pay like a million bucks a year to talk to him so it must be valuable yep um uh yeah so oh nelson mandela would be another one okay why 
because he spent 27 years in jail and then came out saying that it was practice. And then he went on to lead the country. And instead of oppressing the people that threw him in jail, he united them together in the most like genius way. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, what is it? Invictus? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. So, you know, you know, yes. Uh, just because, yeah, because like the guy had like the, uh, just every reason to be bitter and resentful about life and went on to having the most, like one of the most substantial like impacts that he could have in the course of world history and did it, you know, in a seemingly really loving and beautiful and also kind of funny and ironic way that no one believed in at first, but he held true to his beliefs and values and ended up being able to unite the country, which is freaking, what they was at the brink of civil war. It's freaking amazing. And I think that is like a really powerful skill set to be able to do and really important right now, you know, when everyone seems to be, there seems to be like this increasingly evident line that is dividing people in this current situation that we find ourselves in. And it could be really cool and beautiful to see everyone come together um, behind something for a common good like that. I agree. I agree. I think the world's in a very interesting place right now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nice, nice. Um, cool. Well, is there anything else that you would kind of, any other advice you want to give to the listeners on any topic or subject um, and anything else you want to share about what you have coming up and that kind of stuff? Life advice. Definitely follow me on Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Love it. That's, that's like number one. You shouldn't like put that in the like owner's manual. When you get a baby at the hospital, it's like here, now that this human is on the planet, make sure he follows Owen Rivers on Instagram. Got it. So what is your Instagram, uh, considering you're telling everyone to follow you? At Owen Rivers, underscore. The underscore is a picture of me and wearing a suit in the ocean. It's very hard to miss. Cool. We'll put that in the show notes, too, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, rule number one, don't fuck up. So, okay. But if you do, if you do, you can, you can usually fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yes, if you want to subscribe on YouTube too, that'd be dope. You could get there through the Instagram. I'm about to be releasing some music, and I've been more active with vlogging and putting stuff up there that's entertaining and inspiring and enlightening, all the things. And uh, maybe I'll see you at a retreat one day. Maybe. Do you? Um, so when? Can, where? And like, do you have an idea of when some of these videos might be out that you were talking about earlier, or anything like that? Um. That's a good question. I should probably just commit to this, but the answer, the answer right now is not really, it would probably be in the next, if I had to guess and if I got it together and just did it, it'd be released in January, 2022. And, um, I may have to, I may be shooting with peeps back in Florida and I may also be just releasing it as an EP and, and wanting to line up a few videos before I release the first one, which would push the date back a little bit so that I could get all that production done before the first one comes out. But I also think that may be some like tactic that I'm doing because I'm scared to release the first one and don't actually want to do it. I'm just trying to put it off. So, uh, yeah, we just, we just, um, we're working towards it, but let's call it January, 2022 for all practical purposes. Okay. Why are you scared to release it? Because it's like vulnerable, you know, it's like my voice and I'm singing and I'm expressing myself and it's like something that I created. And, and if mm-hmm. people don't like it, it could mean that I'm a failure and I should stop doing music forever and that my life's purpose and direction was all in vain and I should have been doing something else this whole time. Hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's scary. It is scary, but sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith. Right. San miedo al éxito. It's it's a uh, Spanish for like uh, in like with without fear is your success or like it's something like that. It's about you know it's it's the 
Samato, you know, and, and, uh, you know, King, we were talking about King Arthur earlier, the knights at the round table, all searching for the, the Holy Grail, the, the thing that's most valuable. They leave the round table to go find the thing that's most valuable. And they each go into the forest at the point which looks darkest to them. So the implication is that if you want to find the thing that's most valuable to you, you have to look where you least want to look and you have to do the things that you least want to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I always say that Galia is the setup for the greatest comeback. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? That's it. That's it. You're it's good? been excellent, Paris. Yeah. Oh, yes. Great. Was it good for you? Because it was good for me. Oh, yeah. This is so fun. I've been waiting. We've been trying to get this done. For the listeners out there who don't know, <laughs> we've been trying to pull this together for a few weeks now. Um, and we finally got it together. So. I'm happy that we got to do it and it's been, it's been awesome. Do you, do you have any podcast episodes that you would recommend for a, a new person to your podcast? Um, I would recommend actually the episode that we just dropped with uh, actor Kariko Corey and then episode, I think it's episode two maybe with Anthea Cesaro. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That would be what I would recommend. Alrighty. Well, we're going to sign off now, but thank you so much. Thank you. What a fantastic episode that was, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as Owen and I enjoyed recording it. Um, I'm really excited that you guys were able to hear the wisdom, the insight, and the inspiration from Owen. And I hope you guys got a lot out of it, as did I. Um, With that being said, don't forget to follow today's guest, Owen, on social media. It's just owenrivers underscore on Instagram. Um, And you can find the link to the reality series, Sailing Cerebral, that we were talking about, or his music um, in the show notes. So make sure you go and check that all out. Listen back to any parts in the episode that really inspired you, that you loved. um, And don't forget to share comments and just tell us how much you enjoyed the podcast um and if you really did enjoy it that much we kindly ask that you share it with somebody in your life that might benefit from hearing something in today's episode and that's just the way that we're able to get more conscious content out to you guys so with that being said we love you we thank you for being here make sure you go and follow today's guest and i will see you guys next week on the Haven Podcast.